Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And we are back with episode 38. And this time we're straight back from the cinema for another review. And we have seen Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Yeah, we are back, um, straight back from the cinema on a very bitter and foggy uh, <laughs> Gloucester night. Um, we haven't actually spoke about this film, have we? Because we had a few uh, little, little moments, but that's yeah. about it, wasn't it? <laughs> Whenever we go to the cinema together, I think naturally you want to talk with whoever yeah. you've seen the film with. But we try we'll... to avoid it. Yeah, we try to avoid <laughs> it. We try to keep our thoughts in, you know, yeah. push uh, them down. <laughs> yeah, push them down. <laughs> and I think... Straight off the bat, I think it's worth kind of noting that we're both fans of Resident Evil as a franchise, aren't we? Yeah. Um, you like some. You like the games. I do like the games, but yeah. I'm not at, at, as much as say Bobby, who is a proper full on like the yeah. second one's out. He'll be like, I'm going to take some time off work just <laughs> yeah. to have it, just to corrode it for days. Basically, kind yeah. of thing. I've basically. I'm not yeah. that level. I'm not I'm, that level of gamer. I, my job doesn't let me <laughs> do any of that stuff anymore. Well, I play Resident Evil since the um since the first one came out the one i remember most was 1998 uh resident evil 2 mm-hmm. i remember um do you know in gloucester near the bus station where that thai uh, thai kitchen is yeah next to there there used to be a game shop it burnt down i don't know if it was an insurance job oh or not. yeah 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 and in there when resident evil 2 came out they had um a cardboard cutout of one of the um police officer zombies from the rpd and it's always stuck with me since and if you um if you uh, if you (laughs) listen to our first episode where we talk about five of our top horror moments one of mine actually is um seeing the first zombie in resident evil uh, on the gamecube remaster yeah and um so i kind of went into this film um you know knowing the franchise a bit more and picking up some more of the kind of easter eggs and stuff like that and i think because of that i think i enjoyed it a bit more than you um as always with the show um and with our reviews we're going to keep the first 15 minutes or so spoiler free then we're going to get stuck in um so we'd recommend you know going and watching this um even if you listen to our initial thoughts and then you go and watch it and then come back and listen to us discuss it in depth Mm. Because I'm always, like, no matter how I, I even feel about a film, I'm always an advocate for going to see it, and if you can, go and see it in the cinema, because I just think it's better to enjoy it. I think it's better to make your own opinion on these things, so you can listen either way, whichever way we say, but it's, it is kind of a, you know, I think it's important to make your own decision, but yeah. also to experience it in your own way, I think. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it's definitely, it, it's, a, it's a good experience in the cinema. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean... the. So we went. This is the opening night in the UK. Yeah, I believe um, we're so, a week behind. Um, we're a week behind America, America aren't we? Um, so it was. It wasn't a packed. You know, a packed showing. It was probably about ten, fifteen percent of the people. You know, ten, fifteen percent capacity. Yeah, but that's not uncommon. Pandemic and. No. I mean, general, the, the cinema was with. quite empty in general. It, we did yeah. say when we walked in today, actually, the cinema was quite empty. I do think there's a little bit of it is very cold right now, and yeah. to be honest, it just doesn't make you. It doesn't make you want to go anywhere. You just want to stay in the house all the time. We're at that point in the UK where we're into those cold winter months, where as much as we want to go out and do stuff, 
the second we actually tried to go out and do it, we're like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, ah, oh, I'm just going to watch them and get home. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I just talked about seeing things in the cinema, but at the same time, ah, oh, I can't, I don't know if I can be fun yeah. in that way. Like, yeah. So I think we'll, we'll get stuck into a kind of a spoiler-free overview of it. Um, obviously, you know, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City is a reboot of the Resident Evil franchise uh, written and directed by, is it Johannes Roberts? Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean... I just said yes then. You I, did. I don't know. <laughs> but he's a British film director, so I don't, I don't know, know if it's Johannes Roberts. Yeah, or, or I don't know if it's... Johannes Roberts. Johannes, or I don't know if it's like South American when you say Johan. You know, Johan, like I never know. Yeah, yeah, I never yeah. know if to Scarlet call her Scarlet. I feel Johansson. like I've heard someone refer to Johannes, uh, Johannes Roberts. Um, is it? Oh, yeah, forty-seven meters down. Yeah, so we did forty-seven meters down. I remember seeing that. Um, um, yeah, that and that was a fairly that was a, a fairly good film. I haven't he seen did the it, sequel. I saw the sequel and I preferred the sequel. Okay. Um, he also did Strangers Pray at Night, um, which kind of got a lot of. Um, a lot of buzz from some of the kind of the thriller elements in there, but particularly one kind of swimming pool scene. Um, and obviously his latest project is Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. He is um, a big Resident Evil fan, and I think you can see that by watching it. Um, and it kind of yeah. merges. It's a, it's a loose adapt. Yeah, yeah, it's a loose adaptation of the first and second games um, yeah. in the popular franchise uh, by Capcom. Um, quite interestingly, I noticed a lot of the second one in there. Yeah, like, I... in in certain ways, but the way some of the like the visuals and the se- in certain scenes that were like almost recreated. Yeah, and visuals that were recreated and things along those lines that are recreated in this yeah. game. Um, I, it was interesting to see uh, Paul W S Anderson. I noticed is still an executive yeah, producer noticed, on this film. I noticed he slivered in some. He part. did. He still managed to get his way in there. I guess he's a. Uh, I don't know, maybe he'd managed to keep some rights with Sony to say that, oh, I'm still be a part of these franchise. So um, yeah. he's still managing to make money off of the films. As long as his wife doesn't show up, I'm <laughs> all right, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to talk about the cast first, because one of the, the cast was one of the things that when it initially got announced, a lot of people were kind of um and um about the, the cast. So we have uh, yeah. Kea Scodelario as Claire Redfield. Um Fellow Brit. Fellow Brit. Effie, shout out. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And she's kind of, you know, she's she's making a name for herself in these kind of lowish, lower budget kind of horror films. You know, she did Crawl. Uh, she's done quite a few other yeah. stuff like that. Crawl was very well received for her. Uh, yeah. I, I liked Kaya, Kaya, Kaya as Claire Redfield. I thought she was good. I don't know what you thought. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's anything necessarily. I mean, She's always kind of had this kind of edgy girl, kind of darker, edgy kind yeah, of girl. Kind it's of... always a bit like, as we said, Effie and Skins. If you know Skins, the British teen drama, um, she always was that kind of thing. Yeah, she was. She's a bit more likable than she was in as that character back in the day. But um, but yeah, no, she 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 works for the character. Um, I can't think in my head Claire Redfield enough to think of how much it is close to the game version of Claire Uh, I mean the the, they keep the motivation the same so obviously Claire makes her debut in Resident Evil 2 um, and she's coming to Raccoon City to find her brother um, who is in this film is played by Robbie ML which I thought was actually really solid casting to be honest I liked him in um, 
I like Robbie Amell in a lot of the films I've seen him and playing a bit more of a slender Chris Redfield that you get in the first game yeah. and Code Veronica as opposed to the muscle-bound freak you see before you in uh, Resident Evil 5 suited yeah. him a lot more. He um, was... Um... What's the the babysitter? He was in the babysitter. He was really good. The in. babysitter. He was very good in. Um, and he's also on a Amazon. I know he's very well received. The Amazon show that he's on uh, is also very well received. And I'm blanking on it. I will come. That's all right. what It'll it come to you. Uh, yeah. Whatever it is, it's about like you die and you're uploaded into basically a virtual world kind of thing. Um, okay. It's on. There. Yeah, it's meant to be really good. Um, but I on uh, Robbie Amell. I. Eh, he, he, I found him very bland in this. Okay, fair I enough. didn't find him like int- like. I found other characters much more interesting than Chris Redfield in this film. I felt like he was okay. just kind of there. Fair he was like the yeah. He was he very much sadly for him. As I said, I've seen him in lots of other things where I think he's been a lot better and he's been more charismatic and more. Yeah. Whereas here, I feel like he's very much is the average. He almost is the video game. Yeah, like, yeah. He almost is like the you know there NPC. there's the character there. There's the average looking like hunky looking guy who's like the the hero kind of cop but that's pretty much feels as much as it goes whereas claire gets backstory chris gets backstory but not he's quite a side case to that backstory. he's all yeah he's almost and we don't really game. see him and you know he's only kind of like he gets very quick character development points of he knows william birkin like yeah. he's like a father to me like that that's pretty much the motivation that happens um i don't thought i think that's he's one that disappointed me more because i do i do remember when this casting was announced the only one that you were really into was robbie Am- you said yeah. robbie amal you liked and then you were like i don't really you didn't really know about the rest well i i, I knew obviously um ks godelario um because I watched Skins when I was a kid, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I knew her. Um, Hannah, John came in as Jill Valentine. Um, I I was kind of unsure on and I The stuff I've seen Han, um, Hannah, John came in, she's been good at, but I was kind of unsure. Because Jill, Jill Valentine's my favourite Resident Evil character. So I was yeah. kind of unsure about how it was going to do, but I think she did well. Um, yeah, top, she was good yeah. for, for what? She didn't have a huge part no. to play in a way. Um, it would be nice to see her fleshed out. I do think that she, but in her few scenes, she did stand out enough, yeah. you know, to be like that. But yeah, she didn't get too much time on screen. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, and then obviously Tom Tom Hopper as um, as Albert Wesker, who I thought was okay. Um, He's this is a case where um, I actually really enjoyed him at the beginning of the film. Yes, the more it went into it, his acting got worse. Yeah. His acting went from actually fairly kind of like a, a nice controlled level of kind of charismatic, kind of a little bit funny and charming. When we yeah. first meet him, he's like that. By the end of the film, and not giving anything away, just saying that he he's erratic and crazy, and it becomes a little bit of a ham-fisted performance. Yeah, I agree with you point. on that. I think, and for me, as a big um, as a big Resident Evil fan, I've played. Played both Resident Evil One and Two too many times. Yeah, um, I do know the character is actually very hammy. <laughs> to be he, fair. Yeah, the character is very hammy, but in a different way. And yeah. there's kind of there's some things to do with. Well, when the he gets Council to say like Resident Evil Five, he's like <laughs> he's he's like Neo. <laughs> <laughs> there's the Matrix, and he's just yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, there's a there's plot points that I'll talk about later where I wasn't huge on where it went. Um, we have Avan Jogia, Jogia as Leon S. Kennedy, um, who's obviously the rookie cop. Um, 
I know that a lot of people I've already seen, so based on the reviews I've seen, so re- reviews for this film are not solid. No, like critics' reviews are. I didn't expect them to be. They're not in general. They're not. They're not lovers of things. And I, I've said it before that quite often a lot of the reviewers that do some of these films, um, and I said this with Halloween Kills as well. Quite often they're not fans of the franchises. No, so they're not really. It's are. not really. I get that they have to do a review, but it's not really. They're not doing it for the people. So I get that the audience review, say on Rotten Tomatoes, is a mu- a lot stronger for this film. Yeah. But I know that uh, there is a lot of people that. Um, don't like the direction they take Leon in the film. I can I can get that because unfortunately Leon is a fan favorite, um, and I don't have anything wrong with um, Avan's portrayal of Leon so much because he is a rookie cop. And there's one thing that I loved where so in the original Resident Evil Two um, on PS One, uh, Leon Kennedy is due in for his first day as yeah. a as a cop the day the outbreak happens. However, um, he's he has a breakup before. And yeah, he, I, did, I yeah, remember this backstory. And he ends yeah. up getting battered and getting drunk and goes into the thing hungover. However, in all the other re-releases of Resident Evil, anything like that, because he became a fan favourite, they got rid of that side and they got rid of that story. They kept it in the animated films, yeah. but they got rid of it in this for some reason. And I liked that they kept that in it, to be honest. Um but yeah, again, I felt so, that he didn't really. You, get... Wait, so do you mean that they, you liked that they? I like they kept they... it in that he was a drunk, drunk and broken up, drunk and he, yeah, drunk and he was thing, late yeah. and he was a bit, you yeah. know, sloppy because in the first. But I do, I do remember in the game that added backstory part, and yeah, I do remember actually liking that part. So it would yeah. have been nice to maybe have a little bit more of that kind of, yeah, a little bit more of that. Um, I know a lot of people don't like Leon. The Leon problem is uh, that he is kind of a comic relief for the film. Yeah, people don't like that he's been turned into a comic relief. Now, I would say as a general person who both I know some and know that as someone, so I think I've got maybe more of a slightly like, yeah, I can distance myself from the franchise more to say, I'd say from an outsider, though, I'd say Leon probably is the most easily likable character in the film. Yeah, for, I think for an outsider right. who doesn't know Resident Evil outside of Mila Djokovic fucking <laughs> spandex, yeah, um, or whatever the fuck she was, I don't know. <laughs> um, like for that kind of thing, I think Leon's probably the most accessible character in this film. Yeah, um, and I feel like that's maybe what the intention was with him for him to be the rookie outsider. Kind of, he doesn't know what he's doing. Like a bit more for the audience, it's a bit more for every man. Yeah, and we're kind of supposed to see the film through his eyes almost you know? yeah but i get for characters who feel that he's a little bit more established in the game yeah. and a bit more confident and not so much the bumbling <laughs> at times bumbling idiot that he can yeah, be he can be in. um you know it's a different situation though with zombies yeah <laughs> Don, uh donal or donal Logue, yeah. um as uh brian irons which also i said to you was awesome casting and i felt he actually fucking knocked out of the park yeah, I mean, the what first the scene when he's introduced is a little bit shaky, I thought. I thought okay. it was a bit hammy in the first bit when he's introduced, when he's talking to all the staff. He's, there's a scene where he's talking to all the staff in, like, the, in the, um, in you know, in there, yeah. wherever they are. The, the stars In the RVD. Yeah. Uh, he's talking to them all, and, like, he kind of tells off Leon's character and, like, things like that, like, he, like, jokes and things like that. Some of the, some of it just felt a little bit, but then there is a scene later when he goes on, like, a, a drive with Journey playing. Yeah, and which is quite a good, a cool scene where we follow it from his perspective and yeah. stuff. So it has like a bit of a he he I, I he he has some good and some bad because I do like Donald Logan in general. I like him he's, in other yeah, shows I've good. seen him in uh, and films. He's a solid character actor, you know. He is a solid he character. Plays, he actor. he plays that kind of he he it, 
I knew that he'd be good for this role because I watched Gotham a couple of years ago. You yeah, know? and he he's a police officer in that, and he's he's kind of a, a bit similar. Um, there were some things with his because his because Brian Irons, Chief Irons, is supposed to be a corrupt dickhead, so he kind That's of played I mean. him well. And that is, but that that was the little bit of me. It's like which one, what, what which one are you trying to be? Are you yeah. trying to be comic? relief in because he, he kind of comes across a bit funny and a bit like oh my god what's happening to me oh my god i'm kind of like a, a bumbling cop but i'm the chief but i don't kind know what of. i'm doing i know what you mean and you see what i mean like it's like are you trying to be correct and that's why um that's why i know that like at certain points um you know when he's kind of uh going in that journey scene um which if you've seen it you'll know what we're talking about it's kind of and me as the audience, I was like, why is he doing this? I don't get this right now. Yeah. He's gone from telling them what to do to suddenly he's go- he's going. And it's like, what? why are we doing this? Yeah, there's so you're no, a bit confused. There's, no, the there's no link between it. There's no yeah. like link between that. For So if you know the game, then you know then, why. And if you don't, you don't know why. And it's kind of a bit of a flaw yeah. to not include that for a and general you did audience. Say, you did say that the general audience might struggle. Um, yeah. Which and, again would would in effect you know yeah. it will affect rewatch value of the film for people to go I didn't really get it the first time yeah. I don't want to watch it again <laughs> you know what I mean um, and then I'd say the last of the main characters um, Neil McDonough we can pronounce we can figure if it was McDo- if it was Dono McDonough um, as William Birkin who McDonough. fit I think uh, he fit the I role in loads of he's in loads of things he oh, fit really? he he fit the role but for me. We see him in the first act, and he's kind of established as a villain in the first act. Um, and then we don't see him kind of until the end of the film, really. And for me, we that's see kind like of really... a little bit in the middle with the family in the house kind of thing. That was kind of at the, that was at the start of the first. Yeah, act. I guess it was. Yeah, because yeah, once I mean, once we get it, did feel like yeah. it, that 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 does make me think of the fact that, that it does feel like a very long stretch though to even to get to that point. When I looked at my watch, it was about an hour in before we were really getting to half of the stuff really good. Okay, yeah. Like, when I was I looked at my watch and I was like, they'd got to they'd got they they'd got to the 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 mansion. Yeah. Um, well, let's start. Let's go from the start. Because yeah. I think the I think the op- for me the opening of the the opening act. Do we want to do to I think if we start in that part we might be better to go well, to no I'll spoilers. You, let's so. just give, give a little brief overview of what you liked, what you didn't like. Yeah, I think we'll without, do that, and then we'll go into the, a little bit more of the the film because I think otherwise it's going to be hard to avoid no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I think we're already teetering the line a little bit at times here. Um, yeah, so uh, as my uh, kind of general so. There were lots of I, I I could even recognize the iconic like especially I especially noticed one from Resident Evil Two I think because I remember watching you while I was living with you you playing yeah. it and so I remember seeing certain scenes like in the truck and the things like that I think you even let out a little bit of a uh, I did <laughs> when you saw that truck scene because it was pretty much a quite close recreation of some yeah. of the shots of the scene I like the fact that they've thought really carefully about the shots and the scenery like yeah. some of the the shots looking down from above and looking think or. They even have some which I don't know if that's necessarily Resident Evil, but it's very like seventies horror, like the zoom in from a distance, like yeah. kind of slowly zooming in towards it. It reminded me the quality was quite like as if they'd done it with a slightly lower camera, but to make give it that kind of gritty yeah. look. Like the first scene we see with Sheriff Irons, I think, was through the RPD yeah, window from away of, and yeah. Yeah, that I, I I quite like there were lots of scenery shots and there were lots of ways that they've done it in this film that, that, that do look really good but then at the same time there's a lot of like cgi'd fog mist yeah. things like that which 
or guns where you've got like smoke afterwards, which is I found very like at times it was like, yeah, that's obviously like just a, like a CGI burst, but it didn't look quite as like strong as I kind of would have expected. Um, but for the most part, the visuals were good. The atmospherics, the thing, yeah. they'd, they'd nailed the tone and the thing. My main problem actually overall the film is the performances are for the most part fine for this kind of film. Yeah. yeah. In fact, some, some of them might have been like a bit stronger than you probably expect from this kind of film. You know, the actors are trying their hardest. The script sometimes I do think a little bit like is a bit like hammy. Yeah, it was a bit hammy. <laughs> you know, the acting is, but then it's, I, if but you're going with the game, yeah. it is. But it's kind of that like, are we saying the game, but are we really do we need to kind of update it maybe a little bit? Do we need to alter it a little bit so that it does feel a little bit more yeah. fresh? Because I did feel like a little bit like this is a game set in the 90s and this is a film that feels like it could have come from the 90s. It's yeah, like, it feels a bit dated. The zombies don't do anything that's really that that exciting. Um, and I, as you know, and if you've seen the trailers, things like that, you know, certain things like the liquor monsters and any other monsters we get in this film. Yeah. It's like a moment and they're gone. It felt like that. Like a lot of moments where it felt like, oh, this this could build to something really scary. And then it happens and then it's like, done. Over, yeah. Done. Move on. Like it, it felt like a lot of the scenes, it felt like we could have cut quite some sections early on and just got to the got to it. We know all we know yeah. why we're here to get to it. And I like building up the atmospherics, but there was plenty of atmospherics. I would have rather had another couple of minutes with certain monsters or certain scenes where they're really stuck in the middle of suspenseful things, but it felt like it was yeah. over too quickly. That was my kind of main gripe with it is that I just felt like because they rushed to get to certain things, like, oh, we've got to fit so many little bits in that we're just basically doing like, it's like a highlight reels of the best parts instead of actually giving us time to enjoy what could have been the best parts. I yeah. think it would have been a far stronger film if they gave it that extra little time. Um, and we'll go into that more in a second. You, well, how about I you, mean, bro? So obviously I'm, huge fan of the games um i i really like the opening act um i thought it was really strong like you said the visuals i think were great um the i like it was very atmospheric i did like that about it um the the music and the kind of soundtrack of it was great there was this kind of like operatic esque mm. uh soundtrack with it and for me that really that really kind of fit the tone of the film um, there was there was the recreation of some of the iconic shots from the from the games. Yeah, was also kind of spot on for me. And there was, and I'd say the, I I enjoyed the I I loved the first act and I really enjoyed the second act. But I'm not sure what it what it was. But as you said, once we got to the the kind of the third act, it seemed like they were like, okay, we have you know we've got kind of you know we've got 15 20 minutes to get through this yeah and like you said there were some there were some bits that for me could have lasted longer or could have and there i mean there were yeah there were some bits that could have lasted longer or could have been done better um the set pieces um, and i mean the actual set as in the rpd and the spencer mansion um yeah were, were, were great they looking. looked like they look straight out of the game. Like, visuals, yeah, exactly. Know. And the um, some you know some of the, the the costumes were were class, and there were some things for me like when they got a shotgun, and she um, you know Claire was putting ammo into it. The box that they had was the same box oh, yeah. from the game, and 
like, you know things like when they opened up a, a file report of umbrella and it li- yeah. li- literally looks like the screen that you go onto when it's like this is like yeah. the backstory kind of thing like uh, yeah i liked those little yeah touches it just kind of, for me it just kind of lost lost steam quite a bit when it got to the the kind of you know the end of the second act and the reveal of the twist then which we all knew coming if you if you're a fan then it just seemed like it kind of had to rush through it um yeah. i mean overall I, i'd recommend fans to watch it and i'd recommend watching it but i think it's definitely for the fans of the game definitely like yeah. which again it's it's a, it's a really nice homage in that way if you love the games then i think you'd probably have plenty to enjoy here um it's just the fact that I don't think there's a balance that needs to happen when you make a film yeah. of a game, and this is like, if if that if we a few little moments, I think we could have had that nice balance where this could have been said to be one of the better like video. There's not a great many no. very, very good video <laughs> games, and and I would put this higher because there's not a lot yeah. of competition. This is definitely still would be a higher one for a video game adaptation because of how faithful it is. But I guess it also maybe might be the game that proves to us when everyone says they wanted to make a game and they want to make it exact, you know, yeah. oh, you just basically make the thing that maybe that's not exactly what we need. There's something, yeah. there's something there, but maybe it's just because a video game, just we spend hours and hours yeah. playing it and we can never expect that to be condensed down into it's an a, hour. And, yeah, an hour and 47 minutes as this is. And uh, Johannes Roberts gives it his best try. He does. And um, I actually think, whilst I got towards the end of the film, I was actually thinking that Instead of merging one and two, they should have just done one. Yeah, you know. And then I was like, because the second, because the second, you could, you know, you could merge the second and the third game because they take place yeah. around the same and the time. Third is a bit yeah. shorter. And the first is much shorter. So I was like that. Um, yeah, but... I guess it like it would have been. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, and I'd also say like the the first half of the game almost has a bit more of that the Resident Evil first game kind of slower aesthetic yeah. kind of thing. And that first half of this film was actually the stronger part. Of the yeah, film. definitely. The 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 build up with all the characters and the little moments where Raccoon City was starting to kind of fall apart is that is kind of the bit that I was. And it was once that's why I'm saying once it starts to get full into like zombie mode, is when I started to feel like oh, in my mind I was starting to go I, I've seen this. I've seen this better. Yeah. I've seen this done more interestingly. I've seen homages to Resident Evil where other films have done it, but taken it in a slightly new direction. It's like, yeah, and that still worked. Fine. Like it was those little moments um, that kind of, you know, that kind of occasionally kind of lost me. Um, but I, yeah, I think it's time to start talking a bit more, a bit more in depth into some of these because it feels like we're skating around it for a while. Yeah, let's and get we're into uh, almost half an hour in, so let's get into um, some of it. We'll kind of, I think, we'll kind of pick through the main points that we want to discuss and the main scenes that we really loved recreating. And uh, there are lots of great parts in this in this film that were like beautifully remade. Um, and uh, so this is your uh, your spoiler warning that we are going into spoilers. So I'm going to cut down from three, two, one. Um, Spoilers! Spoilers. Donald Chris... Logue hangs dog. Donald Logue hangs dog. I was going to make the exact same joke. <laughs> and what a dog it is. You know? um, yeah, well, I think from the opening act, um, I liked I liked the part in the in the orphanage where we meet, you know, Claire and Chris as they're young, and we see Lisa Trevor. I yeah. I thought that was that was cool. I thought that was I like really I like cool. I like the fact that they included because obviously the Lisa Trevor thing I remember was a um, 
It wasn't like that in the original. No. It was the remake that brought it, in a yeah. more of a sad backstory, and I like. She wasn't in the original. So. Was she not in no, it? Oh, no, I thought I she thought was... she was a. Fit... I thought she was no. part of it, but she was a. No, she was she only was kind of remade with a backstory. She was in the remake. Um, what the first? The, re... the, yeah, the GameCube remake. Oh, the GameCube remake. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I think that's why because I played I played a lot of them on the GameCube. Yeah, the Resident so Evil game. She was in the GameCube remake. Ah, um, okay, that's why I'm remembering it that way. And she still had a kind of. Um, she had a horrific backstory, you know. Um, and she, she was, was kind... a bit more of just a, like the same time. Though it doesn't go, I don't remember it going in depth as much as it did in the actual the new the newer remake, because she was a bit more of just the she was a kind of someone to fight at one point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you found the files, then it went into the backstory. Yeah. Um, Whereas the remake, the newer remake, actually. Actually goes no. into it a bit more, doesn't it? No, so it, I thought he did. No, they so they had the um, PS One original that obviously Resident Evil came out on, and then when they remade it on GameCube, mm. um, they made Lisa Trevor, and she was the architect of uh, the Spencer Mansion. Was a guy called George Trevor, um, and they basically once he built the mansion, they took they killed george and his wife and then they took lisa yeah. and they experimented on her and then they basically found created something which was kind of like prototype nemesis in her basically where she couldn't really be killed and she was this enemy that would just pop up and you had to run away from her and she was fucking terrifying yeah. and i think she looked quite faithful to what she looked like in the in the game in this film and i really liked that yeah. i thought it, it it's it Set the... There is no fight in this film. With no, and that's the, and for me that was one thing where it seemed as if this film set up quite a lot of cool things, hmm. but then it didn't have the time to explore it. I yeah. think once we get past the first half, then it's like there's all this stuff that could have been set up that doesn't really go anywhere. So we see Lisa Trevor at the start, and then we don't see her until the end. No, um, but the, the, at the start, like in the tent and stuff, that was why... That was like, really cool. I was like, obviously straight away, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm fairly certain this is Claire Redfield. Yeah. Uh, uh, but at the same time, it was a little bit like, or is it kind of throwing us off here? Yeah. Because is Lisa Trevor going to attack this girl kind of thing? Yeah. Because you got a very strong vibe of whether it was... You couldn't tell whether it was good or bad or, bad or whether yeah. she was about to be like attacked. And part of me kind of wished it'd been a bit more sinister, like sad, but sinister, because I feel yeah. like that's what it was in the game. Like you almost felt bad for attacking Lisa Trevor yeah. because she'd wail and she'd scream. Like, yeah. like, and you felt kind of bad because you knew of a sad backstory for her, but at the same time, she was she's attacking you. Yeah. And I feel like we lost like a good well, monster here. Yeah, definitely. Like, in a way. Um, what I did like, though, was that it's, it definitely set, the opening of the film definitely sets the tone that it, it is a lot more horror. So there isn't as, there isn't quite as much action as I expected, to be honest. But no. there is definitely a lot more emphasis on horror. And I think the opening act kind of set that up. Um, and then the I like that they use the title credits from the actual games, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I like really that. Cool. It, I like the fact that also the very long title of "Welcome to Re 
Raccoon City was dropped. <laughs> it was was like it was, it was on the sign, wasn't it? Behind yeah, it was on the Resident side. Evil. It was on the sign. I like the way it was the nice classic red Resident Evil. Yeah, we get the very you know almost exact like the the writing at the beginning telling us. I was about, expected the voice. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I, and like the, the and it goes through time frames as well. You know that we have you know each time when it's like yeah. midnight things like that, and it's very similar old font. In, like he's thought about like, the moments. Yeah, I know. what I did like was I did like that. We get the opening kind of, um, you know, the op- the op- it's almost like a title card, isn't it? Saying, giving us an overview. Um, yeah. But one of the things that I didn't like was the time jumps. Um, it just felt very out of place. I felt like it would have been it would have been better suited. This is just something that kind of ran throughout the film, but it would be better suited if it had been in the you know at the bottom or in the corner as opposed to kind of saying. You know, kept popping up. Kept like, popping yeah, up. I, it kind I, of disrupted I the couldn't flow decided me, what I couldn't just. To be fair, when I was sat there, I couldn't decide whether I was like, do I like these like time reminding us of the different times? I think, and I think I I also feel like if I was really like having another watch and analyzing it, I feel like the urgency would not feel enough for the amount of time that was passing. <laughs> sometimes I felt like like obviously sometimes it was just it was like forty minutes had passed. Sometimes it was like an hour or two had passed. Yeah. And it was like I was like, uh, has has enough happened in that time? For yeah. That much time to pass? I don't know. But yeah, no, I, I get that. I, and and I've so I can see how that's another one where it's like maybe it's one step further than we needed to go as like our little homage to the game kind of thing. Maybe yeah. we didn't need it kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe we could have just focused on I don't know how much time, but there's a lot of those time cards there's in quite there. A few. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's probably I think it starts about ten or eleven at night. It's kind it? of linked to the urgency of the idea that that, that we that you have we to get find out later six. that you need to get out by six and you know those kind of things. Yeah. And I um, think and I, so we obviously we opened up with Claire and the trucker, which was one of the scenes that I loved because it opens up on the big burger. Yeah, you know when he's eating it and he's got his Doberman and it's just it's uh, is that Resident Evil two or is that yeah, Resident, Resident Evil two? Yeah. Um, and I remember um, that scene. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hitting, hit, so hitting hitting the woman in the middle of the road and the, all that kind of and that was a cool vision. scene. I thought yeah. because I, one thing I liked that there was the you know the constant rain coming. Kind of it, it all set a mood of something being kind of grim and not really right. And then when the zombie, you know, the woman reanimates or she was already dead or whatever, walked off into the, you know, into the woods, and I wasn't sure if she was watching her or not from that. You reason. could, you could, you could just see, you could see the silhouette, and you could almost see like the eyes or something yeah, kind of thing. Because we had that same that I mentioned before, that same kind of like panning in zoom kind yeah. of shot. Which like was really where cool. we were going into the darkness and where it gets quite like they've obviously leaned into the fact that there's not a lot of lighting there. So they've tried to like it does almost suddenly look quite really gritty, that kind of shot. Yeah. And then you go back to Claire and you kind of do the same thing where it goes towards the trees, then goes at a distance from Claire and then goes towards her and then we kind of cut. Yeah. Um although at the same time in my head, like although I did say like I did like that opening, like I did like in a way that kind of the way it set the tone with that opening scene with Lisa Travers. But the same way I also think that, that truck scene would have actually been a really good opening to the it film. would have been a cool opening as well you know, without the backstory kind of part of it um but yeah like i the backstory works within the story of the film fine um but yeah i did kind of like the fact like that's the kind of urgency where i was kind of like oh maybe it would have just been good to have claire just straight into claire arriving in town we could have explained some of this other have, stuff yeah. later it um, wouldn't have given us so much of lisa travel though to be fair um, and that's Which, my my thing is we, is we we see her in the opening and then we see her in the scene with the liquor. 
and that's yeah. kind of it. And for me, they, you know, it's that's one of the points where it could have been more. And for me, yeah, it's kind it's, of a sad that like you think about it and like, oh, well, it's destroyed now. So it's not she's not there. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like she. Oh, we're saving her for a bit more for later. It's like oh, we've just kind of used her as kind of like. She's just that character. She's just that character that helps them survive, kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I I like. I didn't do wrong. I like the i the, the orphanage because it does play it does play a you know a good role in the um in in the franchise and you know in the games. But it was one of the things where I think Lisa Trevor could have been included more. And whilst being you know a a sad kind of. Uh, you know, a sympathetic character. I think she would have worked better as leaning into the monster and leaning into this. Well, I think because she could have been a really good one because you don't quite often get the ones that are both, it could have been played up really nice as both sympathetic but also sinister. Like, you don't yeah. quite get them. It could have added to quite a really nice layered villain, a monster in this story kind yeah. of thing. Where... To be honest, we don't really get any, like, we get a lot of different creatures and monsters, but it never feels like we get a standout. Like, Lisa's, she's not the monster, but she's the closest to one that actually gets some development. Yeah. None of the rest of them really get any major development. Not really. This is the problem. Yeah. It's Um, it's unfortunate that a game about zombies and monsters and obviously the characters, obviously the characters were always at the forefront because you're following them and it's what happens around them. But then we did normally get some kind of good, like laid out kind of monster boss, so like that. And don't feel like that's in this film. <laughs> no, always. And that's the problem is Birkin is such an iconic character in the Resident Evil series, and the whole you know the monster. And don't get me wrong, I thought that he, I, he didn't look half as bad as the CGI in the trailer made him look out to be. The only problem yeah. for me was, yeah. and I know we're jumping way like, ahead. Yeah, you know we're jumping way ahead, but there was, so there was this. There's a scene where obviously we see Birkin at the start, and um, there's a couple of flashbacks with Birkin, and then we see Birkin leaving the town. We don't see him until the third act, and then he ends up injecting himself with the G virus, turning, and then he mentions, uh, you know, he he has a. Um, He's chasing, you know, he's chasing Chris and he says, you know, you were like, you're, you know, you, you, you never be like a son to me or something like that. And yeah. It's really unfortunate because for me, I was thinking, is that, is that, did they have more scenes together that we just haven't seen? Because mm. they don't have a scene together in it. You see a no, picture. We just them. hear them talking about a really bad picture, by the way. Yeah, it is. Really, really bad. bad. Photoshop. Yeah. Like it's like Neil Don- McDonough. I think it's Donahue, you know, I'm fairly I'm sure I've heard Neil McDonough. And, um, I, I I'm fairly certain I've seen it of him. Like it's like looks like it's a shot of him at like maybe like a premiere of a film, and then it's like <laughs> Ro- a Robbie Animal in like more of like a kind of a different kind of completely different kind of. Shot. Yeah, and it, and it felt as if <laughs> I hate it when films do. That. I know, like, really, like it's, it's like one thing. Like surely you can get someone you good fucking it. Photoshop. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think or just take a fucking picture together. Yeah, I think for me, what they should have done is they should have either stuck more to the original. Of having the tyrant as the main bad guy, and then if they were going to make a sequel, have Birkin in it, have him more fleshed out. I because that's the thing. I thought early on in the film, I thought Birkin would just play more into later down the line kind of thing. I yeah, thought I didn't think he'd be straight. I know, like the, the I know that's what it is in like Resident Evil Two and things like that. But it's yeah. still, like it just felt like oh, it felt like it would have been better to kind of pepper him along as this person in the story. So I wasn't sure. 
until we saw him, obviously that a little bit, but it's still in the first half of the film. But until we saw him with the family, at one point I thought, oh, that's we're only going to mainly see him in flashbacks. Then and yeah, he's not actually going to be a main like character. Probably and then that. he is, and then then he's gone for ages, and then he and then suddenly it's you know yeah. when they need him in below the Spencer Mount in, like, inside. Yeah, you know? um, it's, but... it's those kind of bits with 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 him where like. I, this is me too. This is one part. Like I remember the what he looks like with that kind of almost like with the he has the eye and he has yeah. the black. It looks more like kind of a black sludge. I remember like coming off of like a kind of tentacles. Or something. I don't know. It's like a black. It's just like a massive layer. claw. Kind yeah. Of thing, but know? I thought Birkin was a little bit more. You know, I was. I thought it was an accidental gene. In, in no. I thought so, and I thought he was a bit more of a sympathetic character in a way. He. Like it's quite with his family and stuff and his daughter and stuff. I thought they, at least in the game, build a little bit more of a. Mm, you'd feel a little bit sorry for the fact that you know that he's transforming and changing. But... Well, the idea is in the game. Um, he so obviously there's the, there's the T virus, um, but Birkin and Wesker were both researchers together, and they made the they, you know they worked on the T virus and making bioweapons and stuff like that. Yeah, and then. Birkin kind of made his own G virus, hmm. and then when Ra- when Umbrella went tits up, and when it kind of you know went, he um what well, he was gonna go and keep the G virus for himself, but yeah. then a SWAT team gets sent in to you know um, retrieve the G virus basically, and they gun him down, and then that's when he injects himself with it. So they kind of kept that in there a little bit, but. That and that was for me was one of the problems. So we'll get to that later. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll come back to yeah. we'll come back to where that goes, and we'll go we'll jump back a little bit because we yeah. were we we, with Claire. We were as, always, um, we as we do. Uh, we're still we've, we can only pick at certain parts. You know, we can't yeah, pick we can't every single part apart. But certain character interactions. Um, again, like Claire and um, you know to to kind of move forward a little bit. Yeah. Claire and um, Claire and Chris. We get a whole scene where they're like broken it, like where she's broken into his house, and th- yeah. that's one of those scenes. That's one of the things that made with Robbie Allen, where I was saying like it's he just doesn't really get he doesn't seem to get any character development. Really, yeah. like he gets moments, he gets like quick like. Whereas Claire gets a fair amount, and Leon, I'd say, it also gets even though Leon may, might say it's quicker moments. We establish his character a bit more. We even get a scene with say like Albert and Jill at the bar, like at the at the rest of the cafe or whatever diner. Yeah, um, where you know you're getting some time to talk. Where it feels like Chris says very little in this. It film. does. And that's like, the pro- Yeah, that's a shame. It's hard me. to like him because it it's like like I don't you know you could try if you like the games you can just try like I'm just going to impose yeah. what I know about and you that's onto what him. you kind of do I feel or at least yeah. I feel like I did which is why but I yeah, like it I guess in a film but you can't do that in a film. And because he doesn't get as much because yeah. they skew other people it feels like if there was a sequel you'd then be like if you learn more about him and it's not close to it you'd be like oh that completely fucks up my view <laughs> yeah right now. I um, mean because yeah. obviously yeah in the, in the in the diner where we get introduced to a lot of the uh, kind of the characters um we you know we do we we see Jill and, and Wesker um and we get a bit of kind of stuff with them and we get um I think it was I don't know if the other guy was an advocate I can't remember no he, he's he's one is of he them. yeah well, he yeah. is um and one of the police officers was a character as well but they kind of changed it Doyle him. and someone else I think and yeah so I think it was okay. um it was uh Kevin Dooley and then Enrico Marini who was actually from the games he's yeah. the leader of the bravo i mean i'm not surprised now as we said it is very 
it is trying to be a very authentic. It, it, yeah. it has tried to change some things, obviously, to work in that way. But it is very authentic to the, the characters and stuff that were in the games and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I think it know, does include a lot. I'm not surprised that the majority of it is made up of stuff that all is within the game kind of universe. So that's yeah. good. Um, and this this science this scene in the diner again like the, the these early scenes with like Claire and the truck and things like that and them in the diner and stuff like that I I liked all these were quite yeah. nice like reversions even to have you've got you've got Leon who's asleep at the bar and they're messing around with him and like potato shooting but straight away you kind of get the idea of what Jill's like because yeah. instead of going for like talking about shooting she's literally willing to shoot it with her gun in the middle of a diner off yeah. the top. so you get the idea that she's a little bit like feisty so you can kind of get what character yeah. she is. Um, and this is also this is this is the scene when when uh, Albert Wesker Tom Hopper Hopper yeah Hopper it's Hopper Hooper I yeah, kept Hopper. going back and forth we, we um, said Hooper Tom Hooper's the director yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah um, but anyway the, with uh, Jill in like between them that 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 scene is the scene when he's at his when he's the best like, yeah he comes across really well like, oh actually I quite like this this kind of version of him. Um, because I know in other iteration, I just do mainly remember him as a really cheesy character. Because he, because um, because he and if you've really seen cheesy and if you've seen uh, if you've seen the other Resident <laughs> Evil films, I believe he's extremely fucking cheesy. And that's basically the whole what films he is. are cheesy. But... Global saturation. That's yeah. basically what he is. Um, but so I was like, oh, I quite like the fact that he seems a little bit more like charismatic, kind of you know, full of himself, maybe a little bit, but he's not a cheese ball. He's he is like more of a grounded character in yeah. a way. So I liked that. Um, I really liked the scene when they they were all in the stars office. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I really liked that because I don't know it showed that it was just a bit playful and yeah, I liked all the. the I did like I did like all the the interactions between it. It was only when Donald Logue walked in. That it, I don't know that like it, the tone changed a little bit, and I felt I don't know if it's just Donald. Logue, I expect him to be maybe a little bit more serious, and he was a bit less than that. It was just threw me off a little. I bit. really like liked his, it. What, um, the way he was like with them and like talking to them in like different way. The way he talks to to Leon, like he needs to get back to his desk. And I like jokes that, about. To be honest, him. I quite liked it. You know, um, and then I think obviously then kind of shit starts hitting the fan when claire is at chris's um and that's where we we see like the the, the sick neighbors um, yeah the little boy that, the little boy and i added, thought that added a bit of prosthetics it's basically it looks like little jason Boring. Right? yeah it kind of does looks like Tommy <laughs> when um Corey feldman does it, yeah when he yeah. cuts all of his hair and stuff yeah and i like i like the itchy tasty because that's a, you know that's a nice bit from the games and yeah. i like that scene um as a kind it's of smashing set, through yeah, the windows through that it, it like kind of goes to and the way they like hold them down the screeching and screaming and i also like the uh, we get it in the diner as well with the, the blood waitress from the, the eye we get yeah. it here as well the blood coming down the eyes and stuff is yeah a nice little kind of touch uh, and this is when I this is when I like I liked the zombies when they were more like the human looking, but some of them, as we go later into the film, get more of a a blue, almost a little bit Day of the Dead kind of. I like, preferred that. I, I, I preferred they the ones that too fake. I, I preferred quite like weirdly bloated, which I guess is the idea to be a bit bloated. Baby. Yeah, I preferred but, when they'd changed and they clearly died you know and yeah because it, it, it was is. only because a lot of they looked different there wasn't like there was a consistent that i didn't see a consistency between the zombies some of them look cool some of them in like lab coats and stuff we get later on that yeah. that one oh, kind of look more white and pale and veiny yeah i liked that but it was the ones that looked kind of really like bluish that we started to get there were a few kind of, of like it kind of just looked like a mask over the top of their faces yeah kind of um so that's it was just a bit of a mixed bag but i liked this scene with the uh yeah the itchy tasting yeah i liked the um 
as we I liked the uh trucker, you know, when he gets bit by the dog and then the uh, yeah. the you know the train the the truck crash and then he's on fire when he comes in. I like that. Yeah, um, with the, and we get quite a few nineties songs. Yeah. That one, which I didn't I didn't mind the inclusion of those. It made no, you feel okay. like kind of with that time kind of thing. Um, yeah, there was a bit with that in that scene where so Leon's listening to the music. There's yeah. a bit when the music starts to like rise, but the song I was singing a you minute were ago. It. I now I can't remember what the song is. Uh, how quickly my brain goes <laughs> yeah. to mush. Um, but yeah, but it kind of rises up uh, the music, and I actually that's when I expected you saw the truck just before, and then you see the music rise yeah. up. I expected again to kind of get to the point to kind of then suddenly like he sat there on the thing, and then the truck either bursts through the door yeah. or, or outside and explodes. But instead, like we go from that, the, the music builds and then just stops and we cut back to the truck and the truck's still driving. Then we go back to Leon and he's still sat at the thing. Yeah. Then finally we go back to the truck again. Then the truck finally flips out and it kind of felt like I would have preferred the, I, I liked the scene. I liked the thing. I liked him walking out of place. Yeah. That was cool. But it, it's it's one of those other things that I clocked in my mind as an urgent, a bit more urgency. Yeah. It was like, I feel like it would have been cooler to just have suddenly he's listens to music, it builds. And then just, at, then you just see outside, maybe a shot of like behind him and outside the door, you see yeah. this truck just go explode. Yeah. And Leon's still kind of asleep. Kind of just off it, you know, yeah. not even paying attention. And, and like those kind of like, like instead of spending, I think almost another minute of like back forth, back forth, like we don't need yeah. it. Yeah, do let's get to it. And that's for me was when some one of the weaker parts of the film for me was the editing. Yeah, because it, it, you know, it would get to a point where it was starting to build tension. And for me, there were, I mean, there were quite a few moments in it when I did think that it was quite atmospheric. Oh yeah, quite tense. There are some very good scenes, but then it kind it would it would cut away from them just as it was building to something kind of unrelated, or or like I said, there would be uh, something would happen, and then we would get a um, you know just a, a a card that said four four a.m. and then we would be on to the next scene. And for me, that felt it kind of disjointed the film a little bit. Yeah, I mean that that's the thing with with the thing I guess that I really always wanted with the Resident Evil film and which like it's like we start to get it here and then we never like get the full purpose. I feel like um, the Resident Evil game especially thinking of the first Resident Evil film, you need like a nice breathing time with it. You need like yeah. the suspense. You need to feel like it's almost like a, you need almost like a 5 minute sequence of just them going through Spencer Mansion like just following a character through yeah. Spencer and feeling like what the fuck is um, around that corner? When we got that in parts, because I think yeah. you know when we when um, the you know Bravo team go out to the Spencer Mansion, um, which and when we go to the forest, yeah, yeah. that was quite. I really like that part. Are really beautiful. The shots are beautiful. Shots were like oh yeah, the, the burning police yeah. car and the, like all of those shots. Yeah, again, those were like I was like oh you see these yeah. are really nice. And I won't lie that you know when I. When they got into the Spencer Mansion, seeing the Spencer Mansion, yeah, um, I got pretty, I got pretty excited. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck!" Mainly because I'm, it's been you know, I've grown, it's been recreated beautifully, and I've, I mean, I've, it's, it looks a little bit small, but that just the foyer. But then, it did, yeah, I guess it did it, look a bit like I was looking at it like at first going, Ooh, "It's a bit tight." Like, it looks bigger than on the outside. <laughs> yeah, but actually going in and seeing it and being able to see it in a film was really cool and i i genuinely think like 
10 year old me would think that this is the best film ever because it yeah. the, you know the 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 the, part, the bit in me which grew up you know playing resident evil <laughs> and seeing all of this stuff and if you listened to the <laughs> uh, to the first episode when i talk about a scene that's in this film um is when we first get into the spencer mansion and we kind of have this haunting view around it mm. um when i i would be so terrified playing this game when i was when I was young, um, I would go under my covers. Yeah. And <laughs> when I looked out, I would see the Spencer Mansion at night, <laughs> you know, because my imagination was going wild. Yeah. So to be able to see on the on the cinema was awesome. And when we got to the Spencer Mansion and it was, you know, it was dark and it was gloomy and they were looking around and they were trying to investigate it, yeah. it was really creepy. And it, and it kind of hit, that's when I thought the film was tonally at its best. When we were in there, when it was when dark, when we first and... started, yeah, yeah. When, when we're first like moving through, and we thought there's like bits where we've got like Jill on one side, Albert on one side, and they go yeah. through the dark, and you can see them going off into like different parts. That's what I mean. Like it's almost like they 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 nicely build the suspense and the atmospherics until the creatures come in, and then it felt rushed kind of thing. It's that kind of like it's the, like the the a bit that comes after this when we've got Chris Redfield in the middle of the dark and he's blasting his gun. Yeah. And there's like he's surrounded by different zombies and he's like blasting blasting you know blasting yeah. blast, and we're kind of like in the dark. And I even heard I heard someone in the in the to- like the toilets after this and they were talking about that like okay. that scene where they were, li- were literally saying like oh the Spencer match the Spencer mansion looked great. Uh until we couldn't see it and it was pitch black and we were like exactly. flash 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 and then suddenly it's like all the all the atmosphere like it's kind all of, of that position was gone um and, and, that, and that scene with chris yeah is really like it was one of those where it's like oh, that's like oh okay this could be really cool because you're you're black you're you're shooting your way through and if we had some time to suddenly stop and like oh they're gone let's kind of give it a few moments here and then let's build kind it of back turn up. around like, yeah. and build it back but it doesn't it just blast off like and, i'm done well that's <laughs> the thing so we it, you know we we get as the as the uh, stars team go in um and they you know we kind of they start exploring the spencer mansion we get the iconic scene we get the you know the thing that terrified me forever and still is one of the best horror scenes ever we see the bold zombie eating yeah. the body and then we see it slowly turn around yeah. and uh, seeing it i was thinking fuck this is creepy and when they start they started shooting it, it that was a really cool scene and then the zombie kind of um the zombie not died but you know what i mean stopped not being stopped being a zombie temporarily because yeah. i don't know what you can't you don't, they don't die do they, they no, just uh, stay they down just, they um, for a moment. that was awesome and then he starts you know redfield starts giving aid to him and then we get richard aiken um who i do love um so jill asks richard in the star's office how which would be the worst way to die being swallowed by a giant being swallowed by a snake or eaten alive by a great white (laughs) and in the remake of the resident evil one game that's how richard can die if he plays jill he gets eaten by the snake and if he plays chris he gets eaten by the shark um and i love that Um, and when we get the scene where richard goes upstairs and we follow him yet again in the Spencer mansion. He's got his torch on, but it's very dimly lit. Yeah. And we can clearly see what's behind him. That gets really cool. And then a zombie walks behind him. And I was genuinely like, fuck, this is creepy. Yeah. And I was thinking, and I was like, yeah, this is fucking, this is badass. I was going to be like, 
how can people not like this film is fucking sick. Yeah. And he, you know, we see Forrest start shooting and then we get an action scene where suddenly there's loads of zombies and it's really cool. And we get, you know, they're shooting them and they're trying to run away and they're just surviving, you know, they're getting yeah. grabbed, but they're pushing them off. And then Richard gets pushed against the wall and he gets eaten. Um, and we see these really cool action scenes with Chris Redfield. Mm. And I was like, okay, this has got to be fucking sick. And I was like, yeah, this is fucking class. And I think for me, that was a highlight of the film. And then, like you said, when we, we get a scene with um, where Brad is in the helicopter, um, which was another cool scene, you know, the when he's, he's playing hand, Snake in the hand, hand and the zombie down. gets him. Yeah. Again, it, again, it was just like a hand, like really cool, like slow, yeah. suspenseful hand, then a quick. Yeah. It, but that was the same thing with like Richard dying. It was like your surroundings and stuff like that. I, I felt like there was like, like I felt like the build up to it was good. The payoff was him surrounded by a bunch of zombies. Yeah, it could have it could have been a bit more gory. I, but I would have liked to have a bit more gore, but I I also would have liked that it just was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But I also would have liked that there was a little bit more to it than him just kind of basically he just kind of fell back against them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it, it was those little things. Like I do like I did like those scenes, and yeah. there aren't actually that many, like you said, action scenes no, in there. But that one scene, sorry, my Cowie's going mental. But that one, uh, that scene where shit hits the fan, we see all the zombies, and it it's almost like a kind of the action part of Act Two. Yeah. Um, that was really strong, and I loved it. Honestly, I was like, "Fuck, this is like class." And I was yeah. thinking, well, "Tell you I would have shit. just, I just would have liked longer sequences of these. Exactly, I would have liked longer scenes of them going around through hallways, going around corners, because I feel like that in my mind. Like, although there's loads of, like you said, like loads of iconic scenes in thing. The bit I always remember the most is, and this is all the way back to the original, like PlayStation yeah. One kind of Resident Evil, when I'd be like slowly with my torch going round corners, click, 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 yeah. click. You know what I mean? That little, what was that, that little clacking noise, which yeah. added its own atmosphere. And then yeah. it's like, not knowing what was about to pop round, walking into a room and, and like listening for them. We get more... some nice scenes of them like walking. I just would have liked it to just go yeah. on longer before we then just get a barrage of just loads of zombies and see, you that, know the action, like I, which is it's yeah. fine that as it is, but it, it it's just I wanted more. Yeah, <laughs> but my problem was that we then get to um, we then go to um, Jill and Wesker. Wesker plays Moonlight Sonata, and the secret passage opens. Yeah. Um, and then the helicopter that Brad was in comes in. And then for me... I liked that part as well. I liked that part. The, it was the cool. visuals of the helicopter the visuals cool, was cool. Yeah. And it looked cool. Um, but then that's what I mean. And what you said about five, ten minutes ago is we then we cut back to Chris. And it's yeah, it's another one of these action scenes where there's zombies all around him. Yeah. And the, what I liked about it was when when zombie films do this well and they capture the you know how frantic the situation would be you have to you have to actually think if you're in that situation yeah it's very frantic that all around you you know and it's tight corners and that kind of stuff they it captured that really well and then we get to the scene the the fucking hell Carrie's <laughs> going mental with this bag we get to the second um she, she loves playing with a bag recently um we get to a second uh, a second action scene where Chris Redfield is yet again surrounded by zombies. And I'm thinking, okay, fuck round two. This is going to be really cool. Yeah. And then all the lights just count. And then we get the flashes of him just shooting him in the head. Yeah. And it kind of, like I said, it, 
it had we. I guess the car because the explosion. <laughs> yeah, but it, uh, it's, it could have been like still. It could have yeah. been a really cool scene, especially if just give them a torch in that scene. Yeah, it's a really cool scene. But instead, we just got flashes from the gun because it could have been reminiscent. Oh, sorry to cut off, monkey. It could have been reminiscent of the really cool action scene in Army of the Dead where she's moving through them. Oh, yeah. yeah and then, yeah. you know, she gets thrown off and she has to fight them all in the dark. Yeah. We could have had that, but it kind of is just... But it also just could have been a really cool suspense yeah. in the dark, kind of, I don't know what's there. Kind and of when scene. he got the lighter out, and I a... thought that scene was. You know, when he got the lighter out... Yeah, and he was kind of like looking yeah, around. That was. I just that's but but it did it, logically as well. It just didn't feel it like didn't, it was like no light on like because it was Dooley, wasn't it? It was Dooley. Yeah, it was Dooley. Was it was like light up. He's off. Dooley. Dooley's a little bit closer when, when he gets there. Then light on. Dooley's gone. Yeah, and then but it just was like why is the zombie do like why yeah, would that the zombie did, do that that he's didn't right make next sense to you. he'd just get you sure he's it not good he's not messing about with you he's, no. he just wants that he wants your fucking guts he wants want their brains like he's like that yeah that, it was that stuff it was like really like why are we doing this cliched yeah you know what i mean give him a torch give him a thing and it would be far more suspenseful not and, a broken torch even yeah just a torch and i light dark and, and i don't That's mind made the yeah. original work <laughs> and i don't mind cliches when they land and it would yeah. have been, you know, even if we had, what would have been, what we would have expected, you know, light, turn the light on, he sees Dooley as a zombie, turn the light, you know, turn the torch, uh, lighter goes out, he turns it on, he's a bit closer. And then when he turns on, we have a jump scale of him being right there. Yeah. I would have preferred that because yes, it's it's more cliche, but it makes sense for logically, for logically, yeah. <laughs> for a zombie to do that, you know? Yeah. And I mean- I, I think I think it's a good point. Where the, the my there is one thing that was a major bugbear and a major cliche for me that's not played out once. It's played like four times in this. Yeah, um, and it's the I'm about to die and I get saved by someone. Okay, and it happens like four times in this film. I'm trying to think of when it happens. So uh, it happens what, when it happens when. Um, uh, uh, Donald Chief Irons. Chief Irons is in the uh, garage. Yeah, with the dog. With the dog, which you know that that that's one of the better atmospheric ones. Yeah, that actually, was, that was cool. quite scary. You because know, yeah, the dog's quite scary. The, the the CGI on the dog doesn't completely work. He does look a bit quite fake. I thought. I think it. Yeah. Light, which is like. strange because in the resident in the original. I was they were quite say, good in the original. Like, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the first one from 2002, they were quite good. Yeah, they just used dogs with prosthetics yeah. on. I think. Whereas this one, they CGI'd for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- that's just what I mean, like that. And then that's when Claire comes in and saves him. Yeah. Which I'm not saying I wanted to see him get ripped apart. It just, again, it just feels like a bit of a oh, okay, that's how I would, you know, I feel like they could have come up with something more interesting than that. But then we also get so we get um, we get Albert West towards the end where he's going to shoot and then it gets saved by someone else with the gun saving someone again yeah we also get um i know i know when chris is being held by birkin yeah shoots him claire shoots him and leon gets saved leon gets saved Um, when they're down when he's in the when they're down in the basement of the oh yeah um she claire walks in and saves him then Uh, last four times i think there might be another one when Jill Valentine saves Chris Redfield shortly after the scene where, you know, um, with yeah. the lighter after that scene. You know, I know that I know that this is a franchise and no, we're not going to kill Chris Redfield and we're not going to kill off Leah like, no. in this first film. But at the same time, it, it was a little bit where I was just like, 
Yeah. Let's come up with something a bit more inventive. Like, yeah. We just put five times is a lot of times in one film to use the same plot device. Yeah. No, so I mean, that's a bit of a major overuse of, you know, and again, it, I don't believe it's something that pops up all the time in the games. It's like, Not oh, I've really. just come, I've just popped in to save you kind of thing. Most of the time they have to quickly work a way out kind of thing. Yeah. So let's have a bit more of that ingenuity of, that's in the games kind of thing instead of, hey, I'm here to hit you with this. I'm here to smack <laughs> yeah. you out. I oh, grabbed you, pulled you out of the way kind of thing. Um, yeah, it was just, that was just one thing that yeah. played on my mind. By the time it got to the end, it was suddenly dawned on me when it happened, when Jill Valentine saves the girl. It yeah. was like, how many times has this happened now? Because I feel like I've seen See, this play now. When, but, you know, now yeah. five times. I, yeah, I didn't even at least. Five. So that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's a lot. It's that, a lot for yeah. that kind of scene. Uh, but it did also get us to talk about the uh, yeah. the dog I've seen. <laughs> yeah, but kind of go back to where we where we were in, in the story. Um, yeah, when uh, when our when Wesker plays Moon Knight Sonata and the the passageway opens, um, for me that was I I love the the character of Albert Wesker in the series and the um, the 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 idea and the reason why. Wesker's betrayal is so good in the game, particularly yeah. the first game. Is I mean, for those who who either don't know or you know aren't fully aware, or whatever. I mean, I don't know, but the idea is that the, the stars team of the special tactics and rescue service or squad for um uh for Raccoon, uh you know the RPD yeah, RP, yeah. and. It's it's a team that was put together by Wesker, and it was hand selected by Wesker. So you get you know Chris Redfield was hand selected, Jill Valentine was hand selected, and these people are supposed to kind of be Wesker's friends. But so the, the so the betrayal is a lot bigger because but it's not only that to be the but leader in a way. Well, not only that, but the idea is that um, Wesker before even stars, Wesker worked for Umbrella, mm. and he set up stars next to the um next to you know in racking city because that's where umbrella was based and in the event of kind of a breakout or in the event of something like this the idea was that um uh wesker would use stars against the creations that they've made against the bioweapons to get combat data so that he could then sell it on so wesker's kind of betrayal is this whole thing that the whole thing that he's set up and he's groomed these people for yeah. is for this exact reason and for his thing. You know, you are supposed to either go in there and yeah. die. I and all that. of the actions, all of the people who have died in Star's Bravo team and this one are a result that's, of Wesker. Yeah. And it's that's a lot better. Than it's that, a lot yeah. better than Wesker does it for money. I, I don't buy a shadow. I, I be honest, when he was explaining, I I still I didn't know whether to know are you, are you a bad guy now or you are not a bad guy now. I don't know. Like I yeah. was literally there like that. That and I think and I, again I think any standard audience member would be like, would be a what? Are we going to like him now or not like him? I don't know. When he walked down that passage, I still well, I didn't know. Like she was saying he'd betrayed him, and I was like, but that's the thing. I feel like he have really betrayed you because it, he said because he said, um, I'm you know. I'm collecting whatever to expose Umbrella. Yeah, and so you're like, so you're so you're collecting stuff to it for an organization that yeah. wants to expose Umbrella. So that's you're I mean. a good guy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So I 
this is what I mean. Like, I don't like. I'm happy when a film doesn't try to spoon feed things to you, but there there is a little bit of a difference between spoon feeding you and then basically providing no information <laughs> yeah. on what you should like. The whole the fact that some people were sick and some people weren't, which they tried to kind of cut off in like a scene where they say like, "Oh, they've been given you like they would have given it because you're the." You're the high. You're like the higher ups, whereas they were just yeah. the, the lowers in the community, and that's all that's ever really mentioned about it in there. Which yeah. again just well, felt like I, okay. So I really still don't. I, I can't say I really know. So who who the hell it does or doesn't have it? Who, uh, there's no real clear like no, idea of and, why the virus affects them. And that's why that I think if they'd have stuck with the original twist of because once uh, once you know um. Once Wesker's pager went and it was like, you know, it's time, it'll be in your locker. I was like, okay, so this is where we find out he's, he's working for Umbrella. Yeah. But he wasn't. And I think if they'd have had the original twist of he's actually yeah. an Umbrella agent, it's about getting stars in there for combat data, all of that kind of stuff. Then he could have said, like, why do you think you guys are sick? Because it could have been like, well, actually, we make these people immune or we give them some kind of vaccine yeah. to it because they use the, they've got another purpose. Use give it a purpose for like, the combat data because they kind of they kind of tiptoe around the little points where they say oh why isn't these people say oh why aren't, like yeah. claire's in the house like chris why aren't you sick like, yeah kind of thing with the bottle and we have all that but it's never really fully clearly explained no and linking it into albert wesker and all that would have just made it like and making him more of a defined villain instead yeah. of going oh we kind of liked him at the start, so you don't want to fully hear him. It's like, well, no. If he's gonna be, if he's gonna betray them, then betray them. Don't, betray them. You know, yeah. I, I know. Again, that would be shoot a, a motherfucker. One of their team being the thing. Yes, that's a total cliche. I'd rather you stuck to the cliche yeah. and go for it properly. Instead go of full on half. Up. And, and, and this is this is in fact that pretty much defines the film in a lot of ways. It's like kind of. I would rather you just went full for it instead of trying to half. Bits of it. Yeah, and for and me, that plays out for us. And Albert Wesker, and this is also the point when Tom Hopper's performance goes from like a bit dumb, a fairly yeah. like, like fairly like confident, cocky kind of like w- like works well, charismatic to just like the plot twist. Now, it, it could to be fair to Tom Hopper, it could literally be because in the script it's like, who the fuck am I meant to be playing now? Yeah, am I playing a bad guy? I think because he suddenly goes cheesy bad guy a bit more. So he's yeah. it's like he's played the game and been like I'm. So I'm gonna lean. I guess I'm leaning more into the bad guy, but and then at the same time he still seems to be at times seeming quite nice. So yeah. it's like it's like he flips between the two characters that he should be, and he doesn't know who it is. And then um, I feel like like as we're talking so much about Wesker, we can jump to that little credit scene because it's we're kind of talking about that. Like, yeah, well that's I mean we that's use really. Paul, I thought that was really poorly done. Yeah, the like only that thing was screaming and thing was like, <laughs> yeah, the thing that I did like, and this is yet again because it's a shot from the game, yeah. and it's a shot from the loading screen of the game when you first boot it up, is when the you know the body bag sits up. Oh yeah, that was cool. That looks cool. And that was cool. And then it was, it was the just second like, he got out of the bag when he yeah. was just rivering around. We had like almost a minute of him rivering around, Naked. screaming, and <laughs> yeah, doing that. And it, but it, it it didn't sound genuine screams or anything. It didn't no. sound. Like, and I could I couldn't tell if he was in pain or in pleasure. <laughs> like, yeah. like I didn't know what was happening right now. It's getting a bit and Hellraiser. Then, and then yeah, and then I guess then I, mean, I don't Wong know how Ada Wong. Yeah, go. we got Ada Wong is in there as the cheese. You thought it would be Nemesis. I thought it was going to be Nemesis. Teased, yeah. But, no, but uh, you know, I mean, it's 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 a it's a plot point to another villain, like yeah. the villainery that comes down the line, kind and, of thing, if they get there. And honestly, until that point, I think 
that's when for me the film started to lose steam and i don't want to i know it sounds like we're shitting on the film but i think i honestly i think that the setup was awesome i thought okay we're going a bit slower than in the you know in the first resident evil film which we're going to cover on our next episode so like and subscribe um well, it's just it's it. just as much this one's just as much that like yeah. well, it's it, just as much that like but it, as the original like the original 2002 one yeah. is you know is has moments but for the most part isn't like this one is yeah but for the some parts doesn't quite pull it off in that way like at least the only thing I can say against the like for the original is like you said before, like ten year old you with this film would fucking think that this is the best film ever. Yeah. But then ten year old us probably thought the original two thousand two at ten years old was probably. probably the best fucking film. To be fair. Like you know, one of the best things ever. So <laughs> yeah. like I feel like we're still very much in that category where your your like teenagers will fucking love this film. And the older you get, the more mature you are, maybe you'll start to be uh I, I enjoy parts of it. I enjoy moments. If you love the games, I think you'll still love moments. I think it's I think it's the other way. I think <laughs> if you are yeah, if you're a kid, you'll love you'll love this film. If you're a teenager, you'll be like, oh shit. It doesn't stick to it at all, you know. Yeah. Why you know, why is Jill not white? All that kind of stuff. And then yeah. when it gets to That's like one thing that, yeah. Yeah. We just didn't say it, but like that I don't well, see the fucking point in that one. Like they don't have to look exactly like no. the game to be to inspire and i said this to you i said that i when they get when we get to the other when we get to the next film when we get to the other films in the in the resident evil franchise the poor ts anderson ones or ws anderson whatever he basically like just hired people who were like like the guy who plays leon in it was just like yes you look like leon you're now him and it's like but then he acts nothing like him and he's in for like two minutes and it gets too much like oh this looks like it Whereas in this, like at least we get we get some decent actors playing competent versions of. Oh them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm not all yeah. right. I, I I think that this is a stronger film than De- probably than all of the. Although I have a soft spot for the original one, we'll talk about next week. Yeah, um, I got a soft spot for I've some got a soft of Apocalypse. Spot. And, and there are yeah, the Apocalypse are, and mainly, mainly because I fucking love seeing Nemesis in any form of live action. Yeah, it's a badass. Even though I called him Apocalypse, you know, because I mix up the title of the name with the yeah. character, and because he's a little bit like Apocalypse from uh, uh, X Men and things yeah. like that. So, but uh, yeah, it was those kind of parts. But no, I'm not saying in any way like if you're thinking these are very different films. They are. They are complete. But, one's a sci-fi, more whatever action. you know, action-based film. Well, this this is a one's lot more atmospheric, hot. more suspenseful. You know, not nearly actually that action no, kind of film. That's it what is I quite mean. so. So some people just wouldn't like it just because of that. Because yeah. if you want it, if you if you want to see some ass-kicking action over the top, then this ain't your film. No, <laughs> this is not your Resident Evil. <laughs> go no. watch it. Go and you know, go and whack off to the F one. Yeah, <laughs> and I I genuinely thought that up until. Up until that point, the film had been really strong and really good. It was just the third act, and I don't know what it is, but recently, films just haven't been nailing the third act. Like Ghostbusters' third act just seemed like it was done in like ten minutes, and um, yeah, yeah, Halloween Kills the the third yeah. act just felt like it was done in ten fifteen minutes, and a lot of the films, and, you know, yeah, and just abrupt endings. 
Yeah. What is with like Hollywood and not giving us those five minutes of extra, like just a little, just a little epilogue. Yeah, a little, five minutes, little five minutes or something. Minute, you know, it, you've made us watch something for two hours. Just give us an extra five minutes just to know what we're doing. Yeah. You I, know, we want to know what happens. We don't just want it to just go. Uh, and that, and for me, like that that's in this one. Too. Yeah, but that's it. We kind of get to this scene, and then uh, so Wesker, you know, starts going down the the hidden passage, and then Jill goes to save. Uh, uh, Chris, and then she's like, Wesker betrayed us. And I was like, I mean, he didn't really. You could have yeah. gone with him. Um, and he, no, you know, and we, yeah, so yeah, the, the, I mean, this all does really like happen. Go, yeah, um, the scene with the liquor. Now, I was looking forward to the scene because liquors are OG, and the build up to it when they get into the orphanage, and the orphanage oh, yeah. looked very was another building that looked yeah, very faithful. That's what I was thinking. I was literally thinking the same scene at that point, going, Oh, we've kind of missed that point. And um we get i thought at first i thought it was quite cool you know we we return to the orphanage um and then we get um is the orphanage something in the game because it looks very cartoonish the front i was just assuming that that is like a yeah it's in the game it's a lot more colorful and weirdly like you know an animated kind of yeah it looks um it looks quite similar in the uh in the game it's a lot more in the remake in the original the orphanage is mentioned and it has the same uh you know the same thing as this is where they basically get test subjects mm. from so i like that they included that and i liked i when the we got the build-up for the liquor when leon goes ahead yeah. and we see that the, the lights really cool yeah that was part, really, really cool. liked it the lights start moving and at first i, I thought one was just swinging and yeah. then as the lights because you can't see it and that it, I thought it built the suspense quite well, and yeah, you know, moving along like something's moving, like a yeah. really kind of jaws this kind of like yeah, something's moving, something's but you there. can't see it. And then he looked at Lisa Trevor, who was just chilling in the orphanage, yeah. and she told him to shush. And, and I was gets like, distracted by that. I think we hear a little scuttling noise above the back of him as well. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll see something move behind him, kind of thing. And then it kills, um, it kills Chief Irons, Chief which is quite dies. cool. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I wanted to see it, more. It's disappointing. But... We don't like, we kind of see him get taken up like quickly. Yeah. Um, but you know, but then the again, it was the way it was shot. I didn't think it the the suspense wasn't there as much. Not as, that like that really cool light part was really cool. But then it was like almost the way they were sta- stood. You were like, well, you know, he's about to go. Yeah, he? he's going, isn't he? Um, and, it, like yeah. you were like you kind of assumed it. Yeah, and I like when his head dropped down. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. like the, his face looking all like clawed and things like that. Yeah, I expected more that it, he would have chomped more of his head. Or they? I thought his half of his body would have fallen. Yeah, down I thought it was just going to be part. Instead, it was still. So we are sticking to very much that kind of fifteen. We're not going yeah. full on gore here. No, like there's no like blood splurting or any like really properly, is there? No, really not like, loads of gore. I mean, the gore know. and it's for the most part is well done, but this it's not like a massive level of gore unfortunately no. um yeah there's some body horror and stuff like that but not yeah. like not major gore but yeah th- this is what i mean so the liquor and then and then obviously we get them get ch- and trying to shoot at him and claire's and trying the, to shoot and the liquor him. is such an iconic yeah um, you know it's such an iconic enemy and there's a the there's a quite an emphasis in the trailer there is the isn't there whereas i feel like the trailer has basically given us almost most of the liquor scenes. Yeah, because the liquor comes. Except for the point when he gets his head ripped in half by... By Lisa Trevor, randomly. Yeah, and it's Lisa Trevor who takes him down. And, like, 
I know that liquor isn't a main like like boss. It's not a boss, quite but, common. But they're because part. in this first, but in the first, like in like, is it the first or it's the second? Resident Evil Two. Yeah. You go into, um, but they're still not an easy thing to no, they're, like they're, in that way. You, you know, mostly run from them yeah. until you get the shotgun or until you get loads of ammo because and, they're bastards. That, but that that's why we we didn't get a suspenseful chase. We didn't yeah. get like scenes where they like it would have been nice to get another scene where it runs into another room and you see like the tongue in the background or like and chasing that, him through and this is something that that's one of these moments yeah. we've talked about several times and the, it's something that works yeah but not the payoff and it works really good in the game um liquors mechanically in the game are great because they're blind and they work on you know they they their vision is is based on hearing yeah um and what we could have had was we could have had this really cool scene where uh, Claire and Leon are being chased by the liquor. Yeah. And then they, you know, they're running away from it. And then they have a part where they're like, it's vision, you know, it, it can't hear us. And they yeah. have to try and sneak from it. Almost a bit like uh, Jurassic Park in the kitchen with the raptors, you know? Yeah. We could have had this really suspenseful. We never get moment, enough time to even think about it. Like, it yeah. He's gone in like, but he's gone like in like by the time minutes. we actually see him in front of him, he's gone in about. Uh, maybe a minute and 30 seconds yeah. or two minutes later he's gone and it's a shame because i think they have this even cause... adding him to that chris redfield scene in if he'd actually gone into the mansion if we'd had yeah. liquor in the mansion like that dark scene with the liquor that would have been cool. that would have been bad like pretty badass like yeah you know even if you had like you know i'm literally in my hand straight away going to the like the doyle being in front of him and then suddenly doyle disappears because something yeah. pulls him away yeah imagine that with the liquor that would have been badass yeah and then he has to sneak away yeah and then he's like suddenly he's realized like and then you've got a whole like he's by himself he's in the dark and that's when he starts to realize that every time he's like moving it's yeah. causing like something to try and get him and then oh and you, you see i mean those kind yeah. of things these are the scenes we wanted to kind of see play out and that and it's unfortunate because i think that the, the start of the film how it does have such a good payoff it's such and the, an atmospheric yeah. build-up and suspenseful build-up. and and the the and bits of the zombies shoving stuff in, yeah, yeah then it, i feel like if they'd have left the liquor out yeah. it could have been potentially better or if they'd have included a scene where they're trying to sneak away from the liquor and they don't yeah. even necessarily have to fight it they're just being chased by it and they sneak away and manage to get yeah. into the orphanage well, but this escape, would like we know? so this is and again this is where we so we got things like lisa trevor who's now just a you know a, a sad story and a, yeah. a, a support to help them get to the door um and even if she was going to play that role we could have had it so that she helps them get all the way to the bloody lift before the liquor takes her out or something. yeah you know what i mean something like that where we have a thing because it's just we just leave less trevor you know uh trevor at the door we're just there, like uh, the, the the closed doors, and then that's it. We don't see her again. <laughs> I'm but dying. We, we could have been that whole scene could have just been moved along as well by being right. You're being chased through the holes of it until, and she's like getting to here and kind of thing, and you know they're trying yeah. to escape and all that kind of. I feel like we could have had, and we we don't, and this this thing keeps going. So yeah, we because, get this with Birkin. Then. Yeah, because then we just see Birkin again. Yeah, and he's, he's in the lab. He's disappeared. Again, there's, here's another thing that doesn't really the the, the vials. Yeah, there's no there's no explanation. Like, no, there you, isn't. You you have to basically know what the uh, vials yeah. are. If you know if you knew the story, then you know it. If not, you have no idea why. You don't really understand why Albert wants the, them. Like, and I think yeah. he's quickly as we said that was really unclear. That explanation. and to be honest, so when he goes to get them, I was like. I don't really know why you want them. I do remember that those vials play a part in a moment because I remember Al- yeah, the scene, story. Yeah. But 
I also don't really get. So you're now fighting over this. I don't get why this has now become such an important <laughs> thing that you're not trying to like, you know, survive in a different way. So it now seems stupid that we've got two characters <laughs> fighting over some vi- like that we some don't vials, and you're about to die for it because you're obviously this is a stupid plan. <laughs> you're yeah. going up against the guy who's trained with that gun you're gonna get obviously you're gonna get fucked here but there, there is like you mentioned apart from when um when we get um ben bertolucci is played by josh uh, crudus um he mentions what the t-virus is and yeah. then that's it there's no more mention of it there's no mention of no we kind see, of anything he's in the really. prison cell like yeah the video with him in it like that explains a little bit then we get him in the cell, and, and he says, and do, you, "Don't you know what the T virus is?" To yeah, Leon and but we don't. But he doesn't build on it. He just no. kind of talks about it. So it's kind of like, okay, so you're here. Then okay, so now we know the follow up. That what happened to you was they trapped you in the prison cell. Yeah, so you're now not feeding us anymore. If this was a video game, I would expect to then get some more information to to be able to go to my next part. Yeah, see what I mean? But we we don't really. He's kind of in the cell. He's trying no. to give things. He's just being like kind of condescending to Leon that he doesn't know what he's doing. And then he died. Yeah, <laughs> and, like that's what I mean. Like those kind of like, and, and that was quite. That scene wasn't bad either. That in that no, basement, was, I quite liked that yeah. part. It was quite the the zombie in that. Like was kind of like quite like when he was coming after them and they're trying to work yeah. out how to kill him. Um, but going back to like the Birkin bit where the wife gets shot in the head. Yeah, and all that kind of like plays out. But again, like you don't feel like anyone really you don't really get what i don't even get why the wife dies for him to be honest because it kind of like <laughs> she's just seen that he's basically kind of insane in the long yeah bit. but she's you know committed to the cause like committed but to her man i guess but she's she loving her man but that's the thing then it's like if if we'd have gone with the original twist where wesker is had worked for umbrella and done that then you could have had a, a more of an actual connection and a, and a scene between Birkin yeah. and Wesker, who in the games went through university together and worked on developing the T virus together and stuff like that. Yeah. Or developing something. This one, they're nowhere near. The... In this one, they only they know never look like the same age. That's the thing. I thought Wesker always looked quite young in the games, whereas Birkin, Birkin always looked older. No, Birkin is young in the games as well. He's only in yeah, his twenties. So I don't really get why they made him. <laughs> I, I just guess they do, but I don't know. It just it felt so that. For me, is it, it just felt really rushed because then Birkin gets shot, um, and he then takes the, the he takes the G, which we don't really see; it's implied. We just see an empty needle. Yeah. Um, he starts to try. Like, well, and then and then Jill shoots Wesker because she thinks he's going to shoot the girl. And he yeah, says he wouldn't have shot the girl, but I'm not convinced. But at this point, I don't really. I still don't. don't really I still care. don't really know and care, but. Yeah, but I also I still don't know if he was a baddie or he just got himself a, like he had to shoot because he shot. So again, yeah. he doesn't actually do anything completely evil. No, he shoots the wife, but then the wife shoots the wife. Had, you know yeah. what I mean? So he's just in a way he's still protecting himself. So, so like, it's a hard he's one. He's not really it? a bad and guy then, in a way. And then we just get like five minutes where we we get we get Birkin, um, in in what you know in his first evolution. Um, yeah, although he has like five in the game, he's got, yeah, yeah, with the got, claw with the got, eyes. Instead of one giant eye, he's got like lots of little lots eyes. Lots of little eyes. He doesn't have a bigger which, eye, but he has mainly, mainly it's like lots of loads of eyes, kind of a thing. Which, yeah, I, I thought that was a, a cool thing. I and don't it was think cool. it quite as cool as in the gate. Like, no, it didn't. Game. No, but it was just that there was kind of not there wasn't really any build up for Birkin. 
apart no. from the first act. If he'd have been in the second act a bit more, and we do get Claire's flashbacks, but they still don't go into what the G virus is, or they don't go into any of his motivations or anything. Yeah. It's just like he's dead in the lab, and he's it, like, it, it feels a bit unusual that he's now turning into like the bad guy kind of. Thing. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like enough of a. If, it doesn't feel like enough of a villain. If anything, it was. I thought, okay, maybe. When Wesker gets shot, he's going to inject himself. They're going to change it. And it'll be him. And yeah. I was kind of like, so Birkin's been in it, and then he's gone, and yeah. now he's back, and then he... And then we get this one bit. That's when he's with Chris Redfield, and he's we... going through like that, yeah. the hangar or something like that. Kind of, and Chris it... goes back to try and kind of fight him again. This is one of those like lack of character development is really lent to this not really having no meaning to us as because like i mentioned earlier he says you know you want like uh you know you're never like a son to me or something yeah. like that and it feels for me it feels as if they filmed loads of stuff with uh with robbie amell and potentially with birkin and they filmed more and of the stuff and they've cut them out because more claire and, kept more claire. and because we're supposed i guess it's supposed to be this emotional moment where because earlier in the film when we see that badly photoshopped picture yeah. of Birkin and Redfield he says you know he, uh, you know him and Umbrella have been and, like a father to yeah, me the only family the I've Academy, got all that kind of thing so I was like okay are we actually going to have a bit of like uh interaction between yeah, them and where we actually get a conversation where and maybe we feel we... like where Birkin's maybe been kind of playing him this whole time. Yeah. You get that kind of sense or Birkin that he's always been. Didn't or Redfield's kind of a bit like a, you know, like a bit like an Anakin with a Palpatine kind of like. He's yeah. Felt that kind of he, that bond where he feels like he can't break it kind of thing. Yeah. Then it would have felt a bit more when he's like, right, now I'm going to kind of kill you. But again, yeah. because all the scenes that play out with Birkin and stuff like that, where Chris very much ends up being the one to step forward to take him out or things like that. Don't yeah. pay off because he's not. <laughs> he's you, not really doing. Like, you haven't not, had the scenes, no. you know. And then Birkin gets beat by you know uh, Claire with the shotty, and then they get on the they get on the train, which I I liked because yeah. you know that's what it's like at the end of RE two. And I was but thinking, it, okay, this all got... felt like a big long play out because we had the whole Birkin bit. Then we have him on the floor after that, and then we see that he's like shaking and starting to evolve again. Yeah. But it just this all felt like lot. So, it did, but it didn't feel like this. Didn't never felt like one big boss fight. No, it just felt like little scenes instead of one big moment. And the bit on the train is probably the the bit where I was most like, this is the most anticlimactic yes. of all of the parts we've had so far. We've had the build up. So okay, we've had a build up. This could okay. So now he's transforming. This he could transform into something really like cool and things like yeah. That. I, I can't remember is does that is that what his final form looks like no. in the in, like on the train because no, final form it basically looks like, like a massive the... pussy <laughs> basically okay and he starts to like swallow the train hole yeah um, like the train bit I like the one that he he turned into it's weird because the train in the original in the 2002 Resident Evil that kind of ends concludes on a train with a mon- with the monster yeah. trying to get like that is with the liquor yeah with the liquor trying because well, they try to get out again yeah. that was uh, that was actually a better use of the liquor in that film he worked better in that yeah, film did. I think that he did it like yeah. where it was a lot bigger and it was played up as a bigger monster than the liquor yeah film. but still like we're on the train it's all very like happy families like again now where we've got the daughter who seems to have completely forgot that her parents died two minutes yeah like, she literally seems perfectly fine like, yeah. I feel like, you know, even like if our parents just died now we'd be like what the fuck are we doing yeah i'd be heartbroken 
you know what I mean? We would be completely, so a, a little girl, I feel like, would it doesn't even look like shocked. She's just like, yeah, this is an interesting conversation you guys are having. <laughs> this is my new mommy and daddy. <laughs> like Chris and Claire, my mommy and daddy. That's even <laughs> My mommy and daddy. My mommy and daddy aren't no. meant to do naughty things, but no. they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, they kind of sat there like Chris and Claire are like that close when it's like, no, actually, you're not. <laughs> we haven't had anything that gives us any of well, that. Kind of... We did in Act 1. We had this estranged relationship we're supposed to have had yeah. with Birkin. But feeling didn't the give us any, like, but yeah. it not fleshed out properly. Um, um and then and then Birkin doing the train and, and yeah, and, and then rips off the roof again. He rips the roof very, off again. Two thousand. It just reminded me again, very two thousand. Like because the bottom, it's at the top. It's the bottom gets ripped out in the yeah, or, no. the, or the top gets ripped out. Then he gets killed and by getting sucked into the bottom. But yeah, I was just like, oh, this is really reminding me of the two thousand two <laughs> ending right now. And then and then they shoot him. Well, did, like, there's one part of the design I really like, which is where Birkin's face, which actually looks quite cool, yeah, where Birkin's face had become this kind of like, like as if it was stuck in the skin kind of yeah. thing, and it was kind of all very kind of the thing like where the face is kind of yeah. stretched into the skin kind of thing, like that looked really cool. But then when you actually looked at the actual monster face, the weird the yellow, like bone the teeth, yellow teeth eyes, yeah. this kind of, I, I didn't like the design at all. I no, it, it, didn't, it looked, wasn't particularly great. It looked very uncreative it looked like okay you've kind of just taken the rag the, the um, yeah what am i thinking the rag uh out of star wars the, the rancor <laughs> the rancor kind yeah. of thing it's, it kind of looked like a mini version head of the rancor bit. kind of looked like but more like obviously body horror but the bit with birkin's face and obviously that claire one. stabs birkin in the face yeah <laughs> but and then and then leon gets a rocket launcher and just blows him up and yeah. the rocket launcher is what you can get on yeah um you know, in the remake of Resident Evil 2. And it looks very authentic, but it just, it, it all happens in the space of about 10 minutes. And it, I don't think even 10 minutes. Probably I think not. literally the roof gets ripped off. Oh, no, he, I mean from his first transformation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, okay, yeah. So that's what I mean. But the, the bit on the train is literally the roof gets ripped off. He grabs Claire, which again feels unnatural because he's got Claire in the big hands, which kind of makes it feel like he would have just. Destroyed her. her, yeah. Her. Um, but instead, she's then gets more kind of brought close to him. Yeah, the train starts to a little bit. She stabs the face of like because um, Chris is trying to shoot at him. Yeah, but Shoots not the really, eyes, you know, he? that kind of thing. And she stabs him. That's what caused it. Leon walks in with a rocket launcher, blast, boom. Yeah, back of the train just blows off. I was expecting maybe him to try like crawl back up or something like that, but it said no. That was it. I was like, okay. This has literally been about a minute or so. Yeah. And then <laughs> like, it just that's ends. really just like <laughs> threw me off. Like, this isn't a boss fight. A boss fight. That would be the most disappointing boss fight if I played that game. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck. What? I killed? Like, that's I all killed? I had to do? Leon, yeah. Get, get Leon and get the rocket launch and it's over? Really? That's it? Yeah. It's kind of. It's disappointing when you played Resident Evil and that was the ending. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a shame. Yeah. And I mean, the and way. It seems a waste of Birkin, who I feel it is does. much who, more interesting. He was an iconic villain yeah. in the franchise, you know. Yeah, even if he does turn into a giant pussy, it's still like it still, still would have been better. But, <laughs> but when you play it, it's terrifying because it's this thing which is just so much bigger than you, and it's slowly moving towards you, and it, and yeah. it's not something that you know if it get if you if it gets you, you're going to die, and it just. It's it, it's also this is where the like because this would have played out a lot nicer if they'd stayed in some giant hangar or giant room or something like that where you had to do more dodge or fit or like yeah. or in the match or whatever. But because the whole 
we need to be out of here by 6am. They were also kind of binking it into that to be like, oh, yeah. we often, we've got to keep moving now. Yeah. When before they didn't feel didn't feel in too much of a rush to keep moving. No. But now they now they're, they need to get on this train out of here. And then we get a whole like exploding, we get a really weird cow bit, which didn't look very real. It was weird. It was like a, it was like a twister kind of moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. cow kind of flows away with the rest of the town. It was, um, where's, where is uh, Resident Evil 3 set then? In Raccoon City. It's set at the same time. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Okay. The that's first, why I'm getting yeah. confused. I, was like, I swear 3 was set in Raccoon City. So that's so why I was getting confused. Resident Evil 1, I think, is set in July. I think it's in July or August. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, so that's about the stars team going into the mansion like we get here and then it the mansion blows up yeah. and then um the kind of some of the the experiments that were there that didn't die escaped so you get zombie dogs in the woods mm. and it slowly starts to spread you get rats that are infected and it goes into the town jill valentine stays trying to expose umbrella but chief irons covers it all up because he's corrupt and he's on the books and then chris redfield leaves mm. and then um obviously claire comes into town to look for chris uh leon comes for his first day so that's resident evil 2 and then resident evil 3 is whilst the city's starting to fall down september the 28th i think it is whilst the city's starting to be overrun and people are starting to leave and stuff like that yeah. um and the zombies, uh, the the infections kind of spread and everything. That's when Umbrella send Nemesis in to kill the surviving Stars members, which is Jill and Brad, I think, at the time. Um, okay. And yeah, for me, just like so that doesn't really that doesn't make sense. No, sequel, no. But what they, <laughs> but what I would what I think they that they should have done because the end of this with Birkin feels very much as if it was. Um, the end of the sequel to this film. What I think they should yeah. have done is they should have they should have had Resident Evil One, just Spencer Mansion, um, and you know you could have fleshed that out a bit more. Um, and oh, then yeah. I think I think this quite easily could have just been more a bit with the the, the, the opening start where yeah. they go to the mansion. I think a lot of this film could have literally been long scenes. Of yeah. The, the spent. I feel like maybe the directors bulked a bit at the idea that, oh, no, we need to add more we action. Need more. When I would say, actually, this could have... How many, there are some great horror films where the whole film is basically just slow parts in there, like well, moving through places. What they could have done is they could have explored the because with in the first resident evil you have the spencer mansion where most of it takes but then you also have like a ground like a groundkeeper's cabin building like a like a rec like a not like a rec center but you have a room that's got like a bar in it and it's like some some quarters for people to live in that's a place and then you have the underground labs and they could have explored this more because in this um wesker goes down the lab and then it's just like one room and you're and it's whereas i think what they could have done is they could have if they'd have just made that and fleshed out and then we'd have had the original twist with wesker being working for umbrella and then we could have just had tyrant you know the end of resident evil one and you could have just done that and then for a sequel what you could have done is you could have then had the story of resident evil 2 and resident evil 3 happening together together and then yeah. with that you could have had um 
uh, Jill Valentine, Hannah, um, I can't remember her name, Hannah, um, John Kamen come back as Jill Valentine. Um, and then he could have just had Robbie Amen as Chris Redfield. Instead of going somewhere, he could have Instead stayed with Jill. So you know? Instead of, in as well. Yeah, you could have had that. Um, yeah. I mean, oh, it's, I, I feel like it, it does feel a little bit like they've made it harder for themselves. Kind of, yeah. You know what I mean? um, I've heard that. I mean, that, so now uh, they're going to have to. You know, Nemesis is so iconic. I can't imagine them not thinking about no, it. No, because it's money maker. Introduce them in a different way. Because I've heard pretty much now they've got to introduce them without Raccoon City. Well, they did. They introduced the um, Ashford twins in what I thought was quite cool. Where you know, when they were watching the um, old kind of video reel. Yeah, I'm sure that the the video they showed was actually the same video that is in the Code Veronica game. Exactly. Oh, right. It's not, they didn't reshoot it. It's the actual uh, video effects, you know, the CGI one. I mean, it looked so much like it. I'm sure it was. Um, and what I've heard is that if he, if he wants to do a sequel, or if he gets a sequel there, he wants to do Code Veronica. And eventually Resident Evil 4, which will be interesting. But I don't know. I think for me... Resident Evil 4 would adapt. Yeah, well, it would adapt quite if well. We, if done well. If the, uh, uh, and I think there's a bit, the, the director, I think he needs to learn that he doesn't need so much, in a way, that the action doesn't need to be exactly no. like what it is here. And we also need to pick moments and choose to follow those moments. Yeah. Not just try to stuff in all of the bits. It's like an excited child trying to get all of it in. And yeah. It's like, no, well, yeah, if you'd cut a couple of these moments, these characters out and brought them back later, even if it wasn't in the same time frame, yeah, that's fine. And again, some things that work in games where you've got, you know, 10, 12 hours of gameplay where you've had lots of characters and you have lots of time to flesh them out. Yeah, like that work. But really things like, you know, um, you know, things like uh, Lisa and things like that could have easily been like, yeah, well, let's maybe save them for when we yeah. can flesh them out properly. Or... And I get why you'd want to do them because the cool yeah. characters well, that, that character in, the, in that instance worked well when with the backstory they'd created for claire that that character did work yeah. well um but in which case you know it's more of a case of maybe get rid of the plot about raccoon city blowing up by 6 a.m give us a little bit more time to have a more of a chance of raccoon city yeah. maybe change it a little bit maybe you know before you know the, yeah. they kind of end the film where the, the city's still kind of there and we've still got more to go kind of thing yeah i mean for... instead of destroyed but you know just to give us a bit more chance kind of thing yeah. to get to know these characters before it's like oh they go <laughs> because for me like i i enjoyed a vast majority of the film um but it was kind of like this is going to be a weird analogy but it's kind of like imagine you have lined up like um a runway and you've got to jump over like 10 cars like evil yeah. knievel <laughs> style you you act one you're revving the engine and you're driving towards it and it's cool and you're like yeah this is going to be awesome you know i'm setting up this class and then act two starts and you hit the you know you jump up and you reach these heights. Adrenaline drives. The adrenaline's there. You know, we've got the we've got the going into the Spencer Mansion. We've got the the zombie scenes. You know, the the really cool action scenes. We've got some some good stuff happening with Claire and um, Leon at this time as well. And then as it gets into the third act, you look down and you think you're just about to hit. You know, the other side of the ramp, but yeah. you just hit and you 
you don't you, you yeah. fall really short you yeah. know you just land and it's yeah. a bit of a uh... <laughs> you land and you break your legs yeah <laughs> you know no, I, I, I like i i agree it is a it is it does it didn't quite live up to what uh, like, i didn't have high expectations no. to be fair. um so it, it but it didn't quite reach there it just felt like a lot of the atmosphere and stuff we'd built up early in the film doesn't have a payoff. It doesn't have a strong enough payoff. The film comes to an odd ending. And again, this is another bit where they do the whole data, um, the, the information props up with the whole city statistics at well, the end in the green. And I get that that's a, like a, yeah. another little wink, wink kind of wink, thing. Wink, yeah. But it, it, again, I don't feel that way. It doesn't yeah. work with the style of the film. It just feels like, okay, why is that there? What's that? And to anyone watching, they're like, what the fuck's going on? Like, yeah. Why? Um, it, it, it's those little moments where I don't think the directors really thought about how this is going to cross over because I believe it could have easily crossed. I This is the thing. I feel like this franchise, I thought for ages that this franchise, people say, again, it's not adapt. It's not, it doesn't work for film and things like that. And like the Netflix, I know there's a Netflix yeah, production, but it's a different one. It's more about the backstory. It's not the, you know, yeah. fleshing out the actual full story. Um, so however that works, I don't know. But I believe that this totally could work as a film. You just need to lean into that suspense and yeah. atmosphere. It doesn't even have to be about the gore, but you needed to lean more into the suspense and atmosphere, allow scenes to play out longer, and cut the cast down and cut the moments down. You don't need all of these moments. It's like yeah. you thought it was going to be like really exciting, when really it just ends up being more disappointing. Yeah. You don't get to live it in the way you want to you don't get to flesh out those that monster the types of zombies like even the zombies feel a bit background half the time here. So, like, yeah you know it feels like we don't get that many scenes with the zombies even. yeah like not saying you always do in the games but you know it, it definitely didn't feel like we got though some of those big moments just yeah the payoff isn't there and and that's that's for me why the film ended up feeling a little bit bland a little bit like uh you know, right back there in a kind of, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't fit. It didn't feel like anything necessarily new. Yeah. Which it's not because it's trying to be a game from the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. I liked the tone. I liked the style. There, there were lots of strong things about it. Um, I just think it's just a bit in the middle there. It's, it's not one. We've talked about films where, yeah, a lot of our third acts have kind of not quite petered Halloween Kills and Ghostbusters Afterlife. But I would say that those two films are still like far stronger, oh, yeah, definitely. better made films than this film is. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I feel like I, 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 fair play to being such a like a lover of the games to Johannes yeah. Roberts and enjoying and loving the games and trying his hardest, obviously, to bring it to life. Fair play. And you do do a better job than Paul Anderson ever could because he's, <laughs> you know, a bit of a hack. You know, I don't even know if he's ever played the games. We're calling him <laughs> if out. If you saw a picture, but, you know. Those kind of things, yeah, I get that. But um, sadly, I, I just think you've got too excited and tried to st stuff too much in there. And I don't completely disagree with a lot of the critics' reviews. That's their main problem. They say atmospherics and stuff have got right. Stuffing it full of things leads to moments that are underwhelming. That's yeah, pretty much I it. Would, yeah, I think That's I what would. I read in what, like, a part of a review the other day. I was like, okay, I, I kind of get it now. I get why there might be two or three-star reviews. I wouldn't say two. I'd, Free. I'd say right there in the Free middle. Free is fine for me. It's me. Free star. I have a five. Free star right in the middle there for me would be fine. It's an enjoyable thing. It's an enjoyable experience. If you love the games, I think I, you're yeah. really going to love it. You might even say a three and a half or a... It uh, would be a four. a four. Not a four. Maybe a three and Maybe a half. Maybe a three and a half. Being, yeah. um, you know, just for the games. But I wouldn't say it's anything more than that. It's, no. it's a, 
And I said this earlier, it's a Sony film. <laughs> yeah. It's right bang in the free or round free market. <laughs> yeah. Because I couldn't name a good, I couldn't think of a Sony film that was really like, no. <laughs> outside of the Spider-Man films, basically like the good Spider-Man films, I couldn't really name. No, we had you know, that conversation, didn't Spy- we? Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2. That's the best that Sony's managed to produce that I could think of the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I hope you've enjoyed this. And I mean, the, the review's got longer gone longer gone on longer than um i think we kind of planned it to and next week we are getting stuck into the um first paul w is it paul ws anderson yes uh we're getting stuck the into original 2002 into the, resident evil <laughs> yeah we're getting stuck into the 2002 resident <laughs> evil and it's going to be looking at that film but also a bit of potentially a bit of a comparison piece with this one um and that will be out on monday the 13th um, so as always, if you've enjoyed the show, um, hit the subscribe button, leave us a lovely review and, you know, share the show on social media. It always helps out. And we will see you on the 13th. Goodbye.